You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Yeah, the message is just get better. Don't look for excuses. Look for ways to get better and uh, stick together as a team, and let's just keep growing and push forward. We had a great week of practice, but that guarantees you nothing. You got to come out here and prove it every Sunday, and we fell short this week. I fell short myself, so a lot to learn from and a lot to grow from. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, here's your boy Q. Q. And here we go, Raider Nation, after a day being away at the Oyo. We're at the Splash Cantina, our Monday night football spot. We are back. My man Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We like to call it Studio Q. And we're with you for the next three hours, man. Excited about the opportunity that we have to talk with you and talk with the great guests that we have coming up on the show. Coming into the show, you heard Robert Spillane right there talking to Amber Theo Harris and Eric Allen following the game on Sunday. No excuses. Great week of practice means absolutely nothing. you got to go out there and execute on the field. And clearly, when the Raiders lose 38-10 to 10 to the Buffalo Bills, the execution was not where it needs to be. But I like the message that he sent. There's no excuses. you just got to get out there. you got to get better. you got to stick together, more importantly. And you've got to continue to grind on and continue to move on as they'll move on for the season home opener versus the Pittsburgh Steelers this Sunday night, Allegiant Stadium. Prime time action. Very excited to be out there. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to be back in Allegiant Stadium. We have not been in Allegiant Stadium since the first preseason game, right? The Raiders and Niners preseason opener was the last time that we were in Allegiant Stadium. So I'm so excited just to get an opportunity to get back there every weekend, being at the house and watching the game on TV. Like, it's great being at the comforts of your own home and just chilling, but it just feels like I'm not doing something I'm supposed to be doing on Sundays, right? It's like, wait a minute, hold on. Even the wife's like, okay, well, what do we got to do today? What do you got to do today? I was like, um, well, hell, I don't know. I don't know. Kind of like a fish out of water. Like, I don't, I guess I better breathe, <laughs> right? I better do something. So super excited for the opportunity to be back at Allegiant Stadium. And, of course, it's primetime action. So all the games will be played on Sunday. And then Sunday night, all eyes in the NFL will be on the Raiders and the Steelers at Allegiant Stadium. Of course, JT the Brick and Eric Allen, they'll have the pregame show on Compass Media and Raider Nation Radio 922 hours before kickoff. So that's 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock, and I'll have the pre-pre-show one hour before that. So 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock, you'll hear us uh, having the pregame, getting you ready for it. And uh, we do encourage you, when you come to Allegiant Stadium, to make sure you come by the Coors Light Landing. Come by the torch. Hang out with us. Say what's up. Get a picture with Eric Allen. Get an autograph with Eric Allen. EA is so gracious with his time when he's up there. and I, I just think it's awesome. So I like to spend some time up there. Uh, usually Jason Horowitz comes by and spends some time with us as well. And the Raiders always bring some kind of legend or two to the, uh, to the pregame show as well. So uh, that's the place to hang out. Uh, if this is your first time coming to Allegiant Stadium, maybe you first got your, your tickets right now and this is getting to be your opportunity, uh, get there a little bit early. Walk around the stadium, enjoy the stadium, soak it in, take some pictures with your friends and families in front of the torch, take some pictures with your friends and families around the building. Uh, I've been in a lot of stadiums in the NFL, and it's one of the most beautiful stadiums there is. So definitely embrace it, enjoy it, soak it in, and, and enjoy the uh, opportunity and the, the time that you have, whatever it is, with your kids, uh, with your family, whatever the case may be, whoever, if it's your homeboys, your homegirls, whatever, just enjoy it and soak it in and realize that there's only a handful of these games each and every year. Luckily for the Raiders this year, they got nine as opposed to eight like they had last year. But nine times to be in the leading stadium, that's all that's guaranteed. So let's definitely make the most of it. Again, excited to be there coming up on Sunday, primetime action against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, by the way, we saw in action 
Monday Night Football, the second game, going up against the Cleveland Browns. And their offense, their offense ain't worth a damn, right? I can say that, and I feel very confident in saying that. We'll really start to turn the page to the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up on tomorrow's show. We'll start to get a preview of what Pittsburgh Steelers team is going to be coming to town. But their offense isn't very good. But I'll tell you what, their defense make it, makes it do what it do, <laughs> right? Their defense could get after it. They can get after the quarterback with T.J. Watt. They can get after the quarterback with Highsmith. They can send their safeties on a blitz. I mean, there's a lot of different things that they do defensively to disrupt every single team's offense. And, oh, by the way, something that the Raiders don't do, they score on defense as well. You saw a pick six on the very first play of the game last night, and then you see a scoop and score at the end by T.J. Watt to really win the game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, it was not pleasing to the eyes. It wasn't easy on the eyes, but you're never going to ever apologize for a win and the Steelers put up 26 points and 12 of them was based off of what the defense was able to do so the Raiders will definitely have their work cut out for them the offensive line for the Raiders will have their work cut out for them come Sunday but like I said we'll really start to deep dive in and start to preview and look ahead to the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up on tomorrow's show even though we are turning the page from the Buffalo Bills loss officially as of today this is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920 again as I mentioned Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio and I'm in the home studio some of the guests that we have coming up on the show today of course we always want to hear from you as well 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187 keyword R&R but the guests that we have coming up officially at 230 our good friend Vic Tafer from The Athletic, who was in attendance uh, at the game on Sunday in Buffalo. So we'll just kind of get his thoughts on, you know, the opening drive and what really changed and, you know, how the Raiders can build off of that, how they can learn from their mistakes, you know, take what they did well, which was very early in the game, and, again, grow from that and continue on as they prepare for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Vic Tafer from The Athletic will join us coming up at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, our normal Tuesday guest, John McClain, the Hall of Famer, the legend, Sports Radio 610 in Houston. He'll join us to scatter shoot and talk all things NFL, uh, talk about some teams that are contenders, some teams that may be 2-0 that aren't really that good, teams that are 0-2 that may be better than their record right now. You know, Cincinnati, I know the Bengals have an issue going on with their quarterback situation, the Chargers. Right, They're supposed to be a really good team. We hear that every year. They're 0-2. Their new offensive coordinator doesn't believe in running the ball, I guess. <laughs> right? I mean, he had an opportunity to try to salt that game away for the Chargers on, on Sunday and wasn't able to do it. So there's some trouble in paradise when it comes to the Chargers. But we'll talk all things NFL with John McClain, Sports Radio 610, coming up at 3 o'clock. At 3.30, Lincoln Kennedy, Raiders, Raiders Radio Network. He was back in the booth on Sunday with Jason Horowitz. So we'll talk about what Lincoln saw from, uh, from up top, talk about the offensive line. You know, there was times when Jimmy had a little bit of uh, time to throw the ball and deliver the ball, and, you know, there was other times that he had a lot of pressure on him. So I, I kind of believe that he uh, had a lot of pressure on him throughout the course of the game, but I know others are like, yeah, I think he had enough time. And, and I'm sure there's probably a fine line uh, in, in the middle of that. I know the running game never got going, that's for sure. So we'll talk a lot of offensive line with Lincoln Kennedy, what they can do to get going, what the Raiders can do as a team to get Josh Jacobs going. And, you know, the funny thing is I was talking to Vinny about this on, uh, on Monday at the Intermountain Health Performance Center before uh, Josh McDaniels actually talked to us. And, you know, we were talking about just how Josh Jacobs is not in sync yet with his offensive line and he's not, you know, breaking those tackles. Not that he needs to break a tackle four yards deep in the backfield. Like, that shouldn't be a real thing. He should be able to at least hit the line of scrimmage before he's getting touched. But that wasn't happening, right? And so there's, like, two different thoughts. You can think, okay, well, you're going to give Samir White more carries, but that still doesn't help Josh Jacobs get on track. <laughs> right? So, I mean, really, honestly, the only way you can help Josh Jacobs get on track as far as getting on in sync with his offensive line and, and, you know, getting up to football speed is to have him out there and actually running the rock. 
But how much of it is, okay, now you're trying to force feed the run too much? You know what I mean? Like, where's the fine line? So uh, we'll ask Lincoln that because that's for, that's for brains that are smarter than mine. And, of course, Lincoln, he is that guy. So coming up at 3.30, we'll talk to the great Lincoln Kennedy here on Radio Nation Radio 920. At 4 o'clock, we'll hear from uh, offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi. He talked to the media today. Also, defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. Uh, we'll hear from both those guys. I wanted to really focus in on Patrick Graham, but uh, for the first time in, in a while, and this is not a slight to him at all, I thought Mick Lombardi has some really good things to say as well. Normally, it's kind of you know short and sweet for Mick Lombardi, but he has some pretty detailed answers that he gave today about a lot of different subjects. So we're going to hear from both guys. Mick Lombardi and Patrick Graham will do that about 4 o'clock. And then at 4.30, Travis Foster, he's the head football coach at Shadow Ridge. Uh, he'll, he'll join the show. He's a Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award recipient. And Shadow Ridge, all they did is go beat Desert Pines. Some people, that might not mean anything, but Desert Pines is one of the best teams in, in, the, in the state, right? I mean, of course, everyone knows about Bishop Gorman. Everyone knows about Liberty. But right after that, you got Desert Pines. And so Shadow Ridge came up with a big victory, 21-20. They actually got out to a 14-0 start or lead before Desert Pines ever even got the ball. And then their defense had to hold on to, to get the victory. But a really big win right there for Shadow Ridge and their program. Again, kind of lets them know where they're at as a team. Uh, they got Coronado coming up this Friday. So that's a game that on paper they should win. But there's a reason why you go out there and play the game. So excited to talk to Travis Foster. Again, Shadow Ridge uh, head football coach, Tom Flores, high school football coach of the week award recipient. So he'll join us at 430. And again, in between time, we got you. We'll hear from you throughout the course of the show at 702-365-9200 and the don't be broke.com text line 69187 keyword R&R. Vic Taver 230, John McClain at 3, Lincoln Kennedy at 330, Travis Foster, Shadow Ridge High School head football coach at 430. With all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. All right, so here it is, real simple and sweet today for the topic that I want to bring to the table. And, of course, you're always encouraged to bring your own topic to the table as well. But I like to, you know, kind of have a little bit of a focus here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And so my focus is based off what you saw Monday Night Football with the Pittsburgh Steelers and what you've seen through two games for the Silver and Black so far this season. Where is the focus? Where should the focus be for the team this week? What does this team need to clean up in order to be able to compete on Sunday night. Now, when it, before you answer that and say, well, what do you mean be able to compete? I think they can compete with every team on their schedule. I also thought the game against Buffalo was going to be a close game, right? So I look at this team as a team that things are clicking right for them. They're, they're going to be in every game. But that doesn't mean that everything's going to click right for them because football is a game of diversity. And when, when some things happen bad, sometimes a snowball effect happens. And honestly, I believe that's what happened on Sunday against Buffalo. That, that interception, that tip at the line of scrimmage, and Terrell Bernard comes down with the interception, all of a sudden it just snowballed. One thing led to another, led to another, led to another, and it just it, there, was no, there was no coming back. Next thing they know, they look up and they're underwater, right? And there was just, again, there was no recovering from it at that point. So football's a game of adversity. It's like life, right? Things happen that you're not prepared for, you're not ready for, and it's how you bounce back from those situations. So knowing what you know about the Raiders – and knowing what you saw, depending on what you saw from the Steelers on Monday Night Football against the Cleveland Browns, where do you think this team's focus needs to be this week? What do they need to clean up in order to truly compete Sunday night with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Raiders' home opener in primetime action? So that's real simple, simple and sweet. 702-365-9200, don'tbebroke.com, text line 69187, keyword R&R. &R. And I'll actually start things off. 
when it comes to the focus, it's got to be the attention to detail as far as I'm concerned, right? I mean, if there's going to be one of the things that stood out to me in a major way on Sunday was the fact that the Buffalo Bills made sure Max Crosby was not a factor in the game. As much energy as he brings, as much fire as he brings, as much want to as he brings, they made sure he wasn't going to be the factor. He wasn't going to be the difference maker. So in that case, and this is something I asked Coach McDaniels about on, uh, on Monday, okay, so this has got to be a teaching moment. Somebody else or multiple guys have got to step up and say, this is my opportunity, right? I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like in basketball. If you double-team one guy, guess what? Somebody is open. So look for the good shot. Where is the good shot going to come from? I think that's the best way to put it. Put it in basketball terms. Where is the good shot going to come from? The NFL is a, is a copycat league. Remember when everybody wanted Seattle Seahawks-type defensive backs? Copycat league, right? I mean, remember when everyone thought that the way to beat the Chiefs was to make Patrick Mahomes dink and dunk down the field and not let him hit the, the big shot? Copycat league. Matter of fact, Patrick Graham is the one who did that, I think, first in New York with the Giants, and everyone said, oh, that's a great idea. Let's try to do it. Then the Raiders didn't try to do it, and, 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 and uh, Patrick Mahomes torched them. But it's a copycat league. Remember when the, the Wildcat was a thing? right? Remember when that, when that started? It's a copycat league. When you see success, just like you saw that, I think, I'm assuming you saw that uh, punt block by the Patriots on, uh, on, on, on Sunday when, when the guy came flying in off the edge and then, and then just went and, and blocked the, the Dolphins field goal kicker Sunday night football. You'll see that more because it's a copycat league. So if they see the Bills have that kind of success against Max Crosby and basically neutralize him and nobody else is going to step up, then that's what they're going to do. They're going to say, you know what, we'll leave everybody else one-on-one. We'll give everybody else an opportunity because, well, nobody else is going to do it. So who's going to be the one that says, hey, I got the good shot, I got the open shot, let's go get it? Is it going to be Tyree Wilson, the rookie? Is it going to be Malcolm Koontz? Is it going to be someone else, right, Jerry Tillery? Is it going to be Bilal Nichols? Someone along that defensive line, if Max Crosby is taken out of the game like they did on Sunday, somebody else has got to be able to step up and be that factor and say, kind of like in the movie Life, I'm the daddy, (laughs) right? I'm the daddy. That's what what they got to do. Somebody's got to be the daddy. So I throw that out there to you. What needs to be the the team's main focus and the main cleanup that they need to have in order to compete on Sunday night? 69187, keyword R&R, 702-365-9200. Let's go to Thor. Right here in Summerlin. Thor, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's happening, brother? Um, honestly, man, I feel like we can we win every game, but we need to clean it up for sure on the defensive front, man. Uh, Max needs help. Max needs help bad. And I understand we got issues going on with Chandler or whatever. Um, I, that don't matter. Whoever's out there needs to needs to pick it up. And, and if they're just not ready, I know the rookie – um, Tyree is maybe not ready yet. I mean, he didn't expect to have to come in and be this ready. Well, the defensive coordinator needs to figure something out, whether whether we bring Spillane or whoever on some on some blitzes, fireside blitzes, whatever it may be. But um, the, the Steelers quarterback, Wilson, is, is to me, he's not that great. I mean, he's decent, but with pressure, he extra will fall. So, honestly... Let's get to win this game. I, I'm still saying 12 and 5, and I had us losing to Buffalo. I wanted it to be a better showing, but you know what? Sometimes it snowballs and it goes all bad, like like people. But I feel it. Let's get back, win, and then go and, and continue to play solid football. But this game is for real.
I like it. I like it. That's a good promo right there. Get punched in the face and get punched and punched right back. There you go, Thor. Great call, man. Definitely appreciate you. And, yeah, that's what I was saying. The defensive line, it starts up front, right? I mean, that's how the Raiders built this team. It starts up front with the defensive line. They got to get pressure on the quarterback. Kenny Pickett, I don't care what quarterback. I don't care if it's Ari, and Ari can't throw anything. If Ari's back there with no pressure, he's going to complete passes, right? I mean, it's just yeah. that simple. You've got to be able to get after the quarterback. Ari, you know you can't throw anything, man. You know, I, I, gave, you, I gave you love throwing you in there, period. Yeah, that's why I said, yeah, for the compliment there. <laughs> totally genuine, too. Appreciate yeah, that. there you go. <laughs> you got it. But, yeah, we want to hear from you, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. Thor, again, thanks for the call. Appreciate you. Let's go out to Sacramento, California, man, the 916. Raider Greg, welcome to the show. Hey, Q. Thanks for uh, taking my call again. Yes, brother. sir. Hope all is well, as always. Yes, sir. Um, I, I got three things, one for each. One for the defense, I just want to see more dialed-up pressures. Okay. Um, I think right now with this team, we're not good enough to just, at this point, to just go straight up four-man down and three-man down and get pressures. And we already know that they're going to key up on Max. So I'd also like to see PG, who I know is an intelligent guy, you know, move Max around more. I think one thing I see on other teams with their main guys, the T.J. Watts, the Bosa's, these guys, they kind of move all the way around the line. So you could start a guy, a defensive end on the left side, and then when the offensive line is starting to get set, and then you can have that line shift and have him go to the other side. I think we need to do a little bit more of that where they can't just key in on Mac while they're looking for their read and then Mm -hmm. able to hit him with two blocks and shifts. Um, I think that's one thing on defense. On offense – I think we got to use more speed plays on offense, you know, and use our speed. You know, the big thing that we had in the, in the offseason was speed. You know, that Trey Tucker sweep. Yeah. You know, we got to get to these guys. They didn't have no answer for that. I mean, there wasn't even close to having an answer for Trey Tucker. They weren't even expecting it. So I'm looking for Josh McDaniels to use that creative mind that helped win Super Bowls, um, which I'm confident that he will do, um, to dial up more speed plays, more interesting plays, uh, things that are – um, that'll catch the team off guard. Okay. And then my last my last thing is for the fans. I think need to focus on being more realistic to where your team is at. I think that's a thing that we could work on with ourselves as well. I, I know, Q, you know, when you were saying that, hey, it looked like we were going to lose the Buffalo. And, and then when we did, you know, a lot of fans lost their minds on Twitter. And I think you just have to be realistic. A team like that, that's you know, they've been pushing them to be in the Super Bowl the past three years. They were just better. They've been together longer. They've been doing it longer together. So we just got to see where we're at. I mean, I had us one and one, and then even going forward to these next two one and one. You know, if we do better than that, then we're, you know, we're in a better spot than predicted. But you got to be realistic. It's a, it should be a three-year build. You know, I take it as the first year you, you evaluate clean house and, and um, establish our identity which some people say, oh, we didn't establish identity. Well, obviously we did because that's why they're packing the box every time because our identity was to run. You know, in that, in that, in that second year, you know, I look at us to be, win the games that you're supposed to, right? We, we did that in the first game. We beat Denver, right? We're supposed to win this game at Pittsburgh at home. We got to do that. And then in that third year, I think that's where you go to an extra three wins where now you got to win some games that maybe no one expects you to win. So I think we're right in line where we need to be. Instead of overreacting for every single game, just look at where your team at. I like the linebackers. That was a huge part. What people were talking about was the problem. I'd like to see the team from the behind the Ah, We lost you, man. You must have left Sacramento, and you must have gone to uh, 
uh, like Redwood or uh, whatever. I forget what the name of that uh, that city is that's near there. Sorry, we lost you there, but I get what you're saying. I like what you're breaking down, man, your three parts of, of what to focus in on, what to look in at, and looking at this team as a three-year build. So uh, definitely appreciate that call, my man. Uh, keep that feedback coming, 702-365-9200, the don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Jeffrey Yonker said we need to clean up the offensive line. It is showing now that we did not draft the lineman early. We need to score more than the first drive of the game. Maybe Brady can only figure this system out, but I will give it a few more games. Thanks for a great show. That's Jim from Yonkers. I do think that the offensive line still has some more work to do. Uh, I think that they did pretty well, obviously, week one against the Denver Broncos. I think they took a little bit slight of a step back in week two, but I, th- I still think that they have an opportunity to be a really good offensive line. I'm still concerned about that right side, obviously. The left side I feel pretty confident in, but the right side I still want to see more from as far as I'm concerned. Uh, text from the 503 or 530, excuse me. We're one and one like many of us thought we'd be. I have confidence the offense will get going, but not so much on the defensive side. First change I'd make on defense would take Merrick off the field. Injured, scared, and out of position. D-line is in the same way as it always is, but I like our chance of Sunday night against the Steelers. That's from the 5-3-0. Thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. And, I mean, you know, you could take Merrick out, but then who do you have? Roderick Teamer? I mean, you could put Isaiah Palmile out there, who I do think has an opportunity or, or probably deserves an opportunity to be out there. But, you know, you do that, then all of a sudden now you're starting to, to make wholesale changes already, and then that all of a sudden will kill the confidence in, in a young man. And, uh, you know, the thing is, Merrick is, is injured. He's got the club on his hand. So maybe – you know, maybe that's something to look at. Uh, him and Marcus Epps were working pretty well together. He did make a couple plays on Sunday, but not enough plays, obviously. So that's obviously something I'm sure Patrick Graham and that defensive unit is uh, and the coaching staff is thinking about. Let's go back out to the phone lines real quick. Talk to Robert in Portland. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Uh, he's gone. All right. I, I can tell he's gone by the look on Ari's face. What? Oh, okay. Robert in Portland. Well, welcome to the show. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, this is Hardcore Radio. This is Robert. Okay, what's up, dude? Uh, I'll just make it quick. Three points. Uh, I think it starts in the trenches. Uh, I think the offensive line has played atrocious. I think we have to hold the time of possession, and we got to convert third downs. we got to have the ball a lot more than we've had. And these three teams that we're playing against, uh, you know, all three of these teams have something in common. They have great defenses. And so – you know, we should have enough offensive weapons to compete against some of these defenses better than uh, we did. But we can't have a Steelers game like we had last year, where we're letting you know our quarterback get sacked three times. You know, we don't have we don't have uh, to face Hayward this year, but we got T.J. Watt. And if you watch the Steelers last night, they're no joke of a defense. So uh, we'll see what they they brew up. But uh, this offensive line has to be a lot better, as well as Jacobs and everybody else. Good stuff, good stuff. Hardcore Raider right there. And, yeah, not only do the Steelers have T.J. Watt, but they have Alex Highsmith, right? And both of those guys, those are nice bookends right there that are trying to get after the quarterback. So, yeah, the offensive line, I mentioned that at the top, they're going to definitely have their work cut out for them. There is no doubt about that. But good stuff. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you. Uh, are we trying Robert in Portland one more time? All right, let's go to Robert. Robert, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Yeah, Q, uh, you know, last year's game was a tough one against these guys, and I hope the fans don't sell their tickets. Because uh, if it turns into a black and gold, you know, yeah. I, I'd hate to see that. Uh, kind of like to see the kind of a uh, – remember when we opened up against the Ravens yeah. in 21? Yep. We haven't really had that kind of I, – I, we all love that, and they pulled that game out. This is the, That's what we're going to have to have on Sunday to fire this club up because, obviously, 
they went away last year and you know before the New Orleans game and got shut out. They go back to West Virginia before this Buffalo game and they get they almost you know they just look horrible. Yeah. So the best thing to do is to fire this club up so the kids you know have a little bit of confidence if they can turn the ball over. That's the key to this game. I, I really yeah. believe it because the Steelers I think are going to turn over a couple. We got to turn over a couple. We haven't done that. And if we can do that Sunday, I think that'll be the biggie. Okay. Hey, good stuff, Robert. Good. Yeah, I think turnovers are going to be a key. We talked about it all offseason. We talked about it all training camp. We talked about it all preseason. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Right through t- now through two games, none. Now they had two turnovers, but they got called back on penalties. So they would have been off to a nice pace. You know, the number I threw out there for, for sacks and, and, and turnovers and interceptions, 40 sacks, 20 interceptions. Well, right now they have no interceptions and they have four sacks. So we'll see. We'll see if they can do, you know, if, if they can continue to build off of that. Kenny Pickett is not that good, right? I mean, the offense for the Steelers is, in general, in my opinion, is not that good. Now, they have Pickens, who's a hell of a wide receiver. So, you know, Ja'Korian Bennett, uh, Marcus Peters, Nate Hobbs, they're going to have their hands, hands full with, the, with him. They do have a running game, obviously. But as far as just a dominant offense, they don't have that. But they sure do have a dominant defense. So the Raiders are going to have their hands full. And if they turn the ball over – then it's going to be a bad day at the office, right? They've already got three interceptions for Jimmy G, a couple of tip passes that turned into an interception, and then just a, an opportunity where uh, Matt Milano went and mossed Josh Jacobs. That was incredible. Still incredible that he, that he was able to come up with that play, but he did. But that's what, that's what ball-hawking teams do, right? They see ball, get ball. It's that simple. And the Raiders don't have that see ball, get ball guy outside of Marcus Peters, and he hasn't really had an opportunity to go do that. But those are the type of plays that get me fired up. Like Matt Milano going over the top of, of Josh Jacobs and just taking the ball away, saying, no, it's mine, that's what the Raiders need. They need that kind of aggressiveness to get after it. Or when the ball gets tipped, you have 11 guys on that defense looking up for the ball and going after it, right? And then Terrell Bernard, linebacker from the Bills, came out with it and, and really put the Bills in a good, great position. And that, that game really shifted, in my opinion, on that interception. Then it was a snowball effect after that. But thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you, my man. You bring up some great points. Raider Greg, thanks for the call. Hardcore, appreciate you. Thor, it was great to hear from you, my man. And everyone on the don'tbebroke.com text line, keep that feedback coming. What needs to be the focus this week? What does this team need to clean up in order to be able to compete Sunday night versus Steelers? Coming up next, Vic Tafer from The Athletic. He'll join us. He was there for uh, Patrick Graham and Mick Lombardi, who talked today. And uh, we'll break it all down next with Vic here on Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padala. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. You know, in terms of the ground game, we just got to do a better job of everybody finishing and starts with the coaching staff putting the right position to kind of get going. You go into every game saying you want to win the line of scrimmage and get a hat in the hat in the running game and get the runner downhill and get started. Um, we haven't done a good job enough of that, and we're looking forward to do that against Pittsburgh. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. 
Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders offense coordinator Mick Lombardi right there just talking about the run game. He met with the media earlier today at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. Matter of fact, he met with many people from the media, and one of them, Vic Tafer from The Athletic, we're efforting right now, so hopefully we get Vic on in a matter of minutes. But I threw the question out there uh, to, to you, and we always love your feedback. Uh, what do the Raiders need to focus in on this week? What needs to be cleaned up in order for them to compete on Sunday night versus Pittsburgh Steelers? And Ravi hit us up on Twitter, and you can always hit us up at rnr 920 am at RE Produces, or at your boy Q254, and he said, Q, focus should be on scoring more than 24 points. I highly doubt the Raiders' D can hold Pittsburgh under 20 points. That's from Ravi on Twitter, and thanks so much for that tweet. I appreciate you. And that's the thing, man. People in Pittsburgh are angry at their offense, right, because they've scored 20 points or less so many times. They're just not clicking offensively. But you're right. You know, that would be a huge test, and that would be probably a, a huge accomplishment if the Raiders were able to hold them under 20 points. They do have some explosive players, right? I mentioned them before. Najee Harris is an explosive player. They have uh, George Pickens. He's one of the – I think up-and-coming wide receivers in the league that probably still needs to work on his game a little bit more, but he's going to be there sooner rather than later. They have other running backs, right? They have a running back that's actually behind Najee Harris that's really a hell of a, a, a playmaker. So uh, they've, got, they've got some guys that can go get it done. The Raiders' defense is going to have to have their work cut out for them, and it's going to start up front. Again, this is the, one of the things. We talked about it during the draft process. How do the Raiders want to build the team? Well, most teams build it from the inside out. That's exactly what they did. They put an emphasis on getting to the quarterback. So if they don't get to the quarterback, then it turns into a problem. And, uh, you know, they didn't do that on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. As a matter of fact, t- talking about the weapons that the Steelers have, uh, earlier today I saw on uh, Good Morning Football, Kyle Brandt was talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was talking about what he saw from them last night, and he even questioned if Najee Harris should be the starting running back. So check out what Kyle Brandt had to say about the Pittsburgh Steelers' weapons. They have a lot of good players yeah. on offense. They got two guys who pop, and I mean you watch them, you're like, oh, that, guy, that, that guy's a guy. It's George Pickens, mm-hmm. obviously, and they got him involved. It took a while, though. I, why can't they do the thing with him where you see with other receivers where they're getting him touches Beat early? Him right away. I have to shout out our guy John Hine from the Howard Stern Show, yeah. huge Steelers fan. He's tweeting. He's like, is George Pickens alive? Is he in this game? And then they throw it to him, and it's just a lightning strike. That, that is different from anybody else in the huddle. you got to get Pickens more involved, especially if you're suspicious that he might tune out psychologically a little bit, which is to be determined, but he didn't look that thrilled during the Niners game. The second thing is a little bit more uh, iffy. The other guy who pops in the huddle is Jalen Warren. Mm. And the problem is he's not often in the huddle. Jalen Warren is an undrafted guy, and he's playing behind a guy, Najee Harris, who is very highly drafted. We've seen enough at this point. Najee is is a little bit of a plotter. He's a burst. He's an angry runner. We love all that stuff. This guy has juice. Every time he gets in the game, you're like, well, who is that? And there's a long history of backup guys who are late drafted, who clearly have more burst than the high draft pick guy in front of them. I don't even need to list them. If you watch football, you know. I would really like to see Jalen Warren on the field a lot more, or maybe first and second, because I feel like they move the ball totally differently when he's in. And at this point, it's an ugly one-and-one, and and they're lucky to be one-and-one. Their defense saved them. I would like a lot more touches for Jalen Warren and some early touches for George Pickens, and I think he can do that. Kyle Brandt right there from Good Morning Football just talking about some of the weapons that the Steelers has and pointed out a couple of them that were that are big-time playmakers and, and talked about how he'd like to see the Steelers moving forward using them and executing them. And I'd hate for the Raiders to be that team that all of a sudden the Steelers are struggling offensively, then all of a sudden they go and get right, right? And I hate to put that title on the get right game. You know, we, we used to call it slump busters. We don't, you know, we, we don't want to see the Raiders be that team that is a slump buster. Oh, this team can't score more than 20 points. Then they go and put up 34. 
right? I mean, that's, that's not who you want to be. So I know those guys in the Raiders locker room on defensive side of the ball, they, they have pride. I know 98's got a ton of pride. He don't want to be called a slump buster. He don't want to be called a get-right player, a get-right game. He don't want his unit to be a get-right game. They, they've got to – again, it's funny because we've been hearing this phrase a lot, but they've got to take that ish personal, right? They've got to take that ish personal. They've got to say, like, yeah, yeah, that ain't us. No, you struggling defense, or offensively, guess what, Jack? You're going to keep struggling offensively. That's the kind of attitude they've got to take. And that includes the defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, who's now up in the booth, right? And, and there's plenty – we could talk about that until we're blue in the face. But once you start moving coordinators around – that just lets you know that that coordinator has got a lot of attention on him. Like, I'm not, I'm not sitting here calling for anyone's job. I'm not saying anyone's on, on the hot seat. But when coaches start to go from now the sideline to the booth to getting different, you know, points of view and everything, some is just trying to get a little bit more comfortable. Some is like, all right, Jack, how are you going to make this, make this work, right? We gave, you, we gave you the ingredients. Now go cook us a hell of a meal. So right now Patrick Graham is up in the, in the booth. And that's something that Coach McDaniels, as uh, he mentioned yesterday, because I asked him about it, mentioned that that's something that they worked on in the preseason, something that they liked. They had long discussions about it. Some guys prefer to be on the sideline. PG has been on the sideline basically his whole career. He's up in the booth. I know he kind of joked about it, being up in the booth and being able to, what was it, already drink a Coke or drink multiple Cokes or something like that. Is that what he said? Yes. Yes, <laughs> That's cooks. all you got? Man, you got yeah. your headphones on. You put your headphones on Just to say for yes. That, yes. Unbelievable. Yes. All right. There you go. And so one you... Cocana game. That's all Mr. he has. Ad- Adam Hill uh, got that important information for us. That's yes. funny. That's <laughs> funny. Well, there you go. So, yeah, I know he joked about it. But, I mean, again, uh, there's going to be a lot of focus on PG getting it, getting it right, getting these guys lined up, putting in the right position. So, uh, yeah, the defense is definitely going to have their work cut out for them. And, and on top of that, uh, like Robbie said, the offense has got to get clicking. I said it after week one's victory. 17 points a game is not going to win in the NFL very often, not in 2023. It's just too easy to score points, even for teams that aren't that good, right? It's just too easy to score these days. 17 points is not going to win you a lot of games unless you have a shutdown, lockdown defense. And even then, that's still tough. So, uh, yeah, the Raiders are going to have to definitely get that offense clicking, and it's going to start up front with the offensive, uh, offensive line and opening up some holes in the run game. And then, obviously, the Raiders building – off of that. So we're still efforting Vic Tafer. If he joins us in the next couple minutes, great. If not, that's okay. You know, no, no worries. We've got plenty of uh, feedback. We've got plenty of calls and texts that we can get to. Uh, matter of fact, on dobybroke.com text line, we are flooded. And I definitely appreciate that. 69187, keyword R&R. Again, 69187, keyword R&R. What I mean by that, 69187 is the phone number. So basically, the number that you would send a text message to at any other time. In the message, the first three letters have to be R. N R, and then a space, and then whatever you want to say, we'll make sure we get it. If not, it's going to go to our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, and Cofield will have no idea what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> He'll have no idea about cleaning up something. He'll say, I don't know what this cleanup is about, and then you won't get your comment on the show. So I want to make sure we get all the feedback we can on the show each and every day. We do appreciate you. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is from the 530. Q, on a lighthearted note, I've been calling our defense medicine because we make offenses feel better. Well, that's not good. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's another note that you don't want, right? You don't want to be called medicine. <laughs> that's the last thing you want to be called. It's, it's, it's a catchy phrase, but you don't want the Raiders' uh, defense to be called that. But I understand what you're saying. And right now, based off what we saw on Sunday against the Bills, I understand why you would say that. Mailman Raider also hit us up. Q, I think we got to focus on putting guys in the best position to do what they're best at. 
Pat Graham said that's what he was going to do when he first got here. McDaniels is supposed to be a guru, but we aren't even putting our weapons out there. What does Renfro do best? Get open, especially on third downs. Tucker is a weapon. Use his speed, whether it's putting the ball in his hands or opening up things for others. That's from Mailman Raider. And, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that 100%. And I think this is something that you can say about every coaching staff. Their number one job as the coaches are to put their players in the best position to succeed. And I, I dumb it down to my own profession because that's all I know. And sometimes it's easier to explain than I can as a football coach because, well, last time I checked, I wasn't a football coach. But in my profession, I'm a radio guy, right? I talk on the radio. So if my boss, Natalie, came to me and was like, Hugh, I got an idea. I want you to become a writer. (laughs) Then that would not be putting me in the best position to succeed. That wouldn't be using me correctly. That's not what I do. Ask my teachers in school. When it comes to writing, it's not really me. But, you know, when it comes to talking – I could do that. So this is the best position to be. Ari is a fantastic producer. I'm not going to put him out there on Front Street and make him all of a sudden a a fantastic on-air host because that's not his bag, right? He does different things. You're absolutely right, Mailman Raider. You hit it on the head. The coaching job is to make sure they put the team in the best position to succeed. So uh, I like that. That was really good. I'd like to see Trey Tucker get more involved because, uh, yeah, that speed that he showed on that that, – on that uh, that that uh, end around or that that jet sweep, whatever you want to call it, was really good, right? Picked up thirty something yards. That was the best play they had running the ball. I'd like to see him, you know, stretch the field if if for no other reason, just make guys run, <laughs> right? Make the defenders run, run, and run some more, right? Just wear them out, just because you've got the speed to kill. And at some point, Jimmy's got to take a shot just to keep defenses honest. But you've got to open it up, like you said, for other people. So. Use Trey Tucker, use Hunter Renfro, something I talked about on the show yesterday, something I asked Coach McDaniels about. He mentioned he felt like there was a couple times on Sunday that Hunter should have got the ball. He didn't. He didn't get the ball until, like, what, four minutes left in the game, and it was garbage time. He's got one target and two catches in two, in two games, I mean. That's not okay. He's got to be able to get a, a few more than that. I'm not saying he's got to force feed him. I'm not saying you've got to overload him. But a couple, a couple targets he should have already as opposed to one target through two games. So, uh, yeah, really good stuff, Mailman Raider. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, one quick text from 805 Raider. I believe we're going to get Vic Tafer in just a hot second. Uh, he says, the O-line, interior guards specifically have to do their job. Anchor down in pass pro and open up holes for the run game. Let's go. That's 805 Raider. And, yeah, I look forward to talking to Lincoln Kennedy coming up at, eight, uh, at 3.30 just because I want to ask him about that offensive line. I want to ask him about the guards. I want to ask him about, you know, what they could do better to open up holes for Josh Jacobs, how they can get that run game going, because I do think that that's one of the big focuses as well for this week. I just feel like that this team cannot be a one-dimensional offense. It is not going to be an offense that's going to succeed if Jimmy has to throw the ball 40 times. It's just not. Most teams don't succeed that way. There's certain teams that have that elite quarterback that can do that and get away with it and have the elite weapons. You know, and, and for the most part, outside of last week against the Raiders, the Bills normally throw the ball all over the yard. And Josh Allen's throwing the ball 40-something times. They normally don't run as well as they did, but they did, kind of going back to that medicine statement. Their, uh, their run game got, got well. It started feeling a lot better against the Raiders as they ran for 183 yards. So thank you so much, 805 Raider, for that text. I do appreciate you joining us now on the phone lines. As promised is our good friend Vic Tafer from The Athletic. And, Vic, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate you as always, my man. And you were there in Buffalo, man. You got a, a firsthand seat on what happened. You saw that opening drive. It looked good. And then it snowballed out of control after that. 
What, from your vantage point, kind of went wrong for the Raiders on Sunday? That's a great question. I think, like um, Josh McDaniel said, I think they kind of lost control on both uh, both lines of scrimmages. I think both on offense and defense, they just couldn't get the uh, line of scrimmage controlled down. I think the running game we all saw, they couldn't get the running game going. Um, defense, they couldn't stop the running game. They couldn't stop the short passes. And uh, Josh Allen had enough time to do a lot of damage. So just uh, kind of a total breakdown on both uh, both ways. So when you look at the offensive line and the lack of being able to run the ball with Josh Jacobs, and I know Zamir White ran pretty well at the end, but it was only a couple of carries and he fumbled. What What is the biggest issue? Is it the O-line? Is it Josh Jacobs? Is it continuity, trying to get timing down? What do you think is the biggest issue there? Well, I think actually the O-line did a good job in terms of pass protection. So I think uh, obviously when teams are kind of geared towards stopping the run, you got to hurt them with the pass. And they had some chances to do that. They just couldn't take advantage. So I think that's part of the problem. I think Josh Jacobs is probably not quite himself quite yet. He's not quite as good. I mean, obviously he had a little break, a little rush he has to, to, to knock off. But I think he got hit a lot in the backfield. Also, sometimes he didn't have a chance to make guys miss. So I just think um, all around, both the O-line and the running backs did a better job running the ball. Were you surprised that Hunter Renfro didn't get a target till late in the game? I was surprised. I think, um, especially with, with Myers, I thought that was a wonderful one to get some more some opportunities. And he made the nice catch on what he got. I think he saw some, he watched some of the film afterwards. He was open on more plays. So I think definitely going forward, it has to be something that they got to figure out why. I don't know if Jimmy's like getting too many reads or if he's not enough reads. But clearly, he's a talented receiver. They pay him a lot of money. So I think he want to give him the ball. Vic Tafer is our guest from The Athletic here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Speaking of Jimmy G, through two games so far, what have you seen from him? How have you think he's he's performed as the Raiders quarterback? Uh, I'd say, you know, I guess mediocre. Obviously, he had a nice you know, game-winning drive in the opener. You see he has a lot of poise, and he gets rid of the ball pretty quickly. has pretty good accuracy, but I think he missed some chances. This game, he'll tell you that he missed some chances, both, I think, mentally and also just making the right throws and missing throws. and. Missed some, some windows he had to make throws also. So I think not a great game this past week. Obviously, the Bills, Bills are a tough, tough defense, tough place to play. So I'll have to see how that gets better this next week. Looking at the defensive side of things, Patrick Graham is up in the booth. It's something I asked Coach McDaniels about, and he just said that, hey, it's something they worked on in the preseason, and they like it, so they're going to stick with it. What kind of difference do you think that that makes for a defensive coordinator to be in the booth as opposed to on the sideline? I guess ideally you see the game better. I mean, you're not seeing it well enough on the sidelines. You can kind of see maybe what holes you got to face, how you can attack teams. I think um, we'll see this week coming up against the Steelers because I think you saw last night, you know, the Browns did a good job of blitzing guys and kind of confusing some looks. So uh, he's not much of a blitzer, but I think you have to at least blitz him this week to have a chance to stop the, the Steelers. What about Max? He was taken out of everything by Buffalo, and nobody else stepped up and, and took advantage of that. How can Patrick Graham and that D-line be better? How can they take advantage of, if a team tries to take Max completely out? Yeah, I was going to say that they missed Chandler Jones, but he can't miss him. He's always on social media pushing stuff, so he can't <laughs> really he's used to throw around. But um, clearly, yeah, Chandler Jones wasn't a great player last year, but he's definitely better what they have right now. I think not having that threat there kind of makes teams easier, teams lock you know, Max, and they're chipping them, double-teaming them, and they'll fight through that. They move them around a little bit, try to get around that, but I think he needs some help. I think at this point, they're knocking Coons and Tyree Wilson have not been up to it yet. I mean, again, Tyree's young. He's still learning, still getting in shape, but they're not getting much help elsewhere in the front line. When that's all preseason, we thought that was kind of a thing that had shown itself well. We're positive. The depth of the D-line, inside, the tackles are playing well, but so far this in the first two games, 
to do the Lions crowd their disappointment. Vic Tafer is our guest here from The Athletic on Radio Nation Radio 920. Just got a couple more quick questions for you. As far as the secondary goes, Jacorian Bennett, I think he took a step back a little bit against Buffalo. What have you seen from the corners, Jacorian, Nate, and uh, also Marcus, Marcus Peters so far? I'll start with the positive. I think they're, they're good tacklers. I think that's definitely something that they've shown. They definitely they don't miss tackles. And especially the rookie does a good job of that. The coverage has not been great. And then, then again, though, I think the Bills are tough. They have so many different weapons. And uh, Josh, I don't have time to kind of pick them apart. So a lot of quick hitting passes. So got to be better in coverage. But, I mean, that kind of goes hand in hand, like we always say, with, with the password. So I think they're counting on the password to make the coverage better. And so far, uh, that hasn't happened. Final question for you. I wanted to ask about safety. Trayvon Merrick, he's playing out there with a club on his hand. Is he healthy enough to be out there? Should Isaiah Palomaro be getting a look right now? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good question. But he actually made some plays. I thought he made two more plays this game than I've seen yeah. a lot in the past. So I think if it's working for him, I don't think it's a different mentality. But he's very aggressive. He made some book of some plays. And if I had played well, they would have done penalty. But otherwise, I thought he was one of the few bright spots on defense. I did, too. I just think that, you know, with the, the Raiders trying to have a focus on getting the ball, that it's just that club is just stopping him from even attacking the ball, even if he could. I guess you got to bat it up. You bet, you bet the ball up in the air. Somebody else <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I mean, nobody else is getting the turnover, so it's not just him. Obviously, I mean, they're all not wearing clubs. But I hear you. I think at some point, if you becomes more issue, maybe you got to make a change. But I like his aggressiveness. I think he's um, – that's something I wanted to see more of him in the past. I thought, played, I thought I actually played pretty well uh, on Sunday. I saw your tweet. It said, uh, Roderick Teamer almost came up with the Raiders' first turnover of the season, but he got called back because of that Nate Hobbs penalty. Well, Vic, great stuff as always, my man. What are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? That's a good question. Just uh, some stuff about the tight ends. I'm looking at both uh, Michael Mayer and Austin nice. this week. All right. Well, that'll work. Well, Vic, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you as always, brother. All right, bro. Take care. All right, there he goes. Vic Tafer, the great Vic Tafer from The Athletic. We'll see him Sunday in the press box. Definitely appreciate him giving us a few minutes of his time. Speaking of time, I've got to take a break. 2.49 is the time. We'll come back, uh, close out hour number one, just like that. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. And, of course, Unnecessary Roughness is being brought to you by the Jewelers in Las Vegas. And my folks over there, they do a fantastic job. If you're looking for some jewelry, you're trying to shine a little something, something, maybe some earrings, maybe some chains, rings, watches, whatever the case may be, the Jewelers in Las Vegas has got you covered like a glove. Of course, my guy Mordecai, shout out to him, going to get you taken care of in a major way. I'll tell you a lot more about them later on in the show. Uh, got the general, John McClain, coming up at the top of the hour to spit all kind of game when it comes to NFL. But I want to hit the don'tbebroke.com text line real quick, 69187, keyword r Get a couple texts before we get to the top of the hour. This is from the 209. Q, all I know is I moved on from the Bills game, but T.J. Watt is coming. That defense won that game yesterday. From what I've seen so far from our defense, which ain't much, I believe the offense will be the key factor this game. Hope they come out ready to play. It's our home opener. I'm expecting nothing less than a W-I-N. Uh, that's from uh, the 209. Thanks so much for that text. And, yeah, man. That offensive line is going to have their work cut out for them. T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, they ain't no joke. They're going to come with some fire, and they're going to be trying to attack Jimmy G and try to force him into a mistake, and you saw a mistake happen on Sunday, and the snowball effect happened. So, yeah, the Raiders offensively as a unit, and, of course, that offensive line is going to have a lot of work that they've got to do. Uh, this is from Glenn in San Jose. What up, Q and Ari? 
All I know is our tackling abilities need to vastly improve on defense. Maybe the hitman George Atkinson can show them how to hit through the player and not just arm tackle. That's Glenn in San Jose. And that's the problem when a lot of these players go for the strip. They'll try to reach their hand in there or they'll try to punch it out, but they won't get the tackle. You've got to get to the tackle, assure the tackle, and let your homeboy come and try to knock the ball out or strip the ball out. John McClain, Sports Radio 610, joins us next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.